Welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. I want to tell you three things that I love about you. I love about your smile. You love my smile? I love your smile. (laughs) I love your laugh. You have a contagious and amazing laugh. I love your beautiful singing voice. Welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. I am so excited for you to hear this episode today as I sit down and have a conversation with my friend, Jessica Hoddle. She's an author. She's a speaker. She hosts her own podcast called the What's the Truth podcast. And in this episode, there are so many life-giving words that she shares with us. I would encourage you to take notes and really just lean in and listen. But we specifically spent some time talking about healing and it's so powerful. This conversation has impacted me in huge ways and I cannot wait for you to hear from Jessica. Check out our conversation. Hey, Jessica, thank you so much for being on the What I Love About You podcast today. I am so excited for my audience to hear from you and to hear your heart. I have absolutely fallen in love as we've connected on social media and and all the different things that you're doing. You're not only an author and a speaker, you have your own podcast, which we'll make sure to link to, but I'm just so thankful for your time and that you're here today. No, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your yes. And I'm really excited to just chat about healing and worth and identity today. Yes, I'm so excited. So before we get really started on talking about healing and words and and all of that, I would love for you to share a little bit more of your story because I got the opportunity to hear part of your story. um, And I was just blown away by the healing that's taken place and just the hope that it offered. So would you share a little bit more about your story with our audience? Of course. I I always think about when it comes to healing, you know, I had to walk through a lot of different layers of healing because there was an overarching healing of where it started with family. I needed to start with family healing of my dad was abusive physically and I watched it many times with my mom. And I can remember as little, probably as eight, seven Anywhere around that age, I would just remember um, the things that my dad used to do to my mom physically. And my mom was more of the emotional side, her words. And knowing 2020 hindsight now, I know that it was her own pain from whether it was from my dad or from her own childhood pains that weren't healed. But when you're a kid, you don't know those things. Right. And our brains try to protect us. And and we don't look at our caregivers and our parents as bad people because they're our parents. And to think about our caregivers and parents being bad, then it would make us feel as though um, we're not safe and things like that. And what happens is we begin to internalize our pain and we make it about us, meaning what did I do wrong? I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. This is why these things are happening. And then outwardly, I expressed that pain through, I found it through men and I lost my virginity at the age of 12. I was very young. And that was the, probably the first thing that I turned to was men. Mm. And then a little bit later, the attention came and I was, I'm, I'm more petite. I'm five, two, but I was also in sports, love being active. And then that attention went from men into my body because it felt like, Oh, finally, Oh, this is something I can control. I can control mm-hmm. what I'm eating. And I remember 
remember being in high school, you know, I, I fended for myself as soon as I got a job at 16 and I didn't have my license. So my mom had to drive me because at that time, you know, you had a, you still have to pay for licensing and, and driving class, but we didn't yeah. have the money for all those things. And I just remember paying for lunch and being able to have to pay for, you know, shampoo and conditioner and hundred calorie packs. Do you remember hundred calorie packs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're so popular. I don't know if people see those. I'm sure they do, but yeah. that was like what I lived off of in high school. Mm -hmm. at 16, 17. And I don't think I knew it was an eating disorder or maybe a dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to control how I looked. And then it went into business mm -hmm. and it was another layer. I started my own fitness business more than, you know, 10 years ago with partnering with a company and mm -hmm. it turned into what I did. I started to hustle. Mm -hmm. Long story short, the pain that I experienced in different areas and layers of my life began to externally go into all these different categories, which is mm -hmm. why I'm so passionate now about helping women work through and, and honestly just coach them through of what's going on right now and why it, it is and can be affecting your life, your choices and how our brains work, like just the basic mm -hmm. understanding and then understanding also why God and his word is always saying to think on these things, how we should be thinking, what should we should be meditating on? All of that is just so important. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of a little synopsis of my story. Well, and I, I love that because I think sometimes people can look at like the highlight reel now, you know, social media is how you and I connected Yeah, and you can look at someone's little boxes and, and kind of where they are now, you know, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, but you have no idea the journey that someone's been on to get there. And mm -hmm. that's where I feel like before we even discuss healing, I want to point out to people, this isn't just someone that's talking about healing from a place. We've all had our own things we need to heal from but you've healed from some significant trauma. And as a child, the people that were supposed to be your safe place, the people that were supposed to be, you know, your protectors, that wasn't the case. And so working through that and healing, I just think it's so powerful when someone's able to speak on something and they've really lived it. They've really had to go through that process. So when it comes to healing, obviously there's so many different aspects of our lives. We're multifaceted people, we're complex. There's different areas to heal in, but what do you feel like the connection or correlation is between the words that we say to ourselves or even about ourselves and then truly healing? Where is that? What do you feel like is helpful there? Those life-giving words, what's not helpful? What would you say? Well, healing is important because of this. If we don't heal, then the pain of our past becomes the lens of which we view the world. Yeah, that's so true. And if we continue, you know, for example, I, when I started to come out of this journey of men and healing and understanding really the worth and standard, just a standard in relationship of a, a guy and a woman or a man and a woman in the relationship, I started to have this lens then that every guy that wanted to date me or looked at me a certain way, I thought that meant that they just wanted to have sex with me. Mm. And it was because I was still working through that pain. And now every man I looked at, I look through this lens of they only look at me because of my body mm. and they probably just want to date me and have sex with me, but they don't want to love me. Right. Mm. That's just a small example of when you start to come out of healing this lens that we have 
of course, that was not a gospel lens. That was not the truth. That was not God's truth, but it was my truth in that moment. And it wasn't the real truth, but that's what starts to happen is, you know, the world tells us, follow your truth and follow. Mm -hmm. You are what you feel, meaning your feelings are valid. Absolutely. But we can't stop at this place of, Hey, your feelings are valid, Kaylee, and you're allowed to feel this way. You are allowed to process and acknowledge your emotions. But if we stop there, then we become our emotions. And Mm -hmm. the your your feelings tell your body what your your emotions tell your body what to feel. And Mm -hmm. whenever a situation or a trauma or something's triggered, you have a chemical reaction that literally lasts, it lasts six seconds. Mm -hmm. And it goes, it's energy and it's communicating to your body that what you're thinking is now what you're feeling mm-hmm. and so your body and your brain become one. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about what the words that you're saying and why they're so important is that our brain and our body are connected first of all. Right. And the most simplest basic thing to understand is that a seed can only reproduce after its own kind. Mm, that's so true. Wow. When we plant an apple, an apple seed, we're not expecting a pear tree. When we plant an apple seed, we expect an apple, apple seed. Mm. We cannot deny that when we say things like I'm not good enough, and these are blanket statements, but it can even be these things like I'm so fat, I'm so sick. Mm. Uh, that's a big one. I'm so sick. I'm so sick. And we start to keep saying these things over ourselves and planting these seeds because your body only responds to what you're feeding it in your mind. Yeah. That's... And it's just that, that is just so important to, to me to merge the two because our soul is the gateway between right. our spirit and our body. Our, our body only experiences our spirit when our soul is aligned with our spirit. Right. Yeah. Well, I love that analogy because it's such a clear visual picture and I'm such a visual learner. Mm -hmm. And so for people to be able to picture, you know, when you're saying these things to yourself, what are you planting? You know, if you're waking up and saying today is a gift and I get to live this day, I get, you know, here, here's the things I get to do. That's totally different than I have to do this. Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be, you know, all those seeds that you're planting of negativity it really, it's going to lead to what's produced, what comes out. You know, like you said, you're planting an apple seed. You're going to expect an apple tree every time. Nobody plants an apple seed and expects an orange tree. So if we're wanting, you know, in expectation of here's the life, I think all of us can pause and picture, this is the life I'd love to live. It's not one size fits all. It's not the same for every person, but we can all say, I want to be, I want to be safe. I want to be loved. I want to belong. I want to have great community. You know, there's there's some general universal things that I think everyone would say, maybe it looks different for each person, but that I, I want. But I don't think we always think through what is needed to get there then. What seeds do we need to plant now in order to get to that place? And that's just so powerful. What do you feel like are some seeds that we need to focus on planting? Like what what are the things that you think you know, hey, if you could use these words with yourself or this thought process, when it comes to healing, maybe start here or make sure that you include these few things. Yeah. I think even for me, when we think about relating this to scripture, I believe it's Paul. He talks about, he gives this visual picture of a ship and its rudder. Like mm-hmm. when we think about how small the rudder is compared yep. to a ship. Like, let's be honest, like that's a big deal. And our tongue is so small, but the words that leave it and scripture yeah. tells us that it brings cursings or it brings blessings. Yep. 
and out of the heart, right? We talked about, and when it comes to healing, I'll give you for, as far as there's different healings or spiritual healing, emotional healing, okay. physical healing, when it came to physical healing in my body, most recently, the past, you know, within, within the last five years, I have been taught that God gives you sickness to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I had thought that sickness was something that God was giving me, or it was a lesson. And I had sinned so much that it was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is something I had to learn through. So what was happening was I, I began looking for the lesson in the sickness versus looking toward the healer for the healing. Wow. And what happens is it's such a switch because I, when I, came to this revelation that God wasn't giving it to me and he's the healer because we're not going to go to a healer if he thinks that he's giving us all the pain and the sickness. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not going to go boldly. You know, Paul talks about, I, I believe it's Paul. He, he writes so much the New Testament, mm-hmm. but he talks about going boldly to the throne of grace yeah. because Jesus will understand. Mm-hmm. And we don't go boldly before the throne because we think I'm so messed up right now. Like I cannot, and that's kind of how it was for me. Mm. And when it comes to healing, I had to stop saying how sick I felt or how miserable I felt when people, okay, just very easy. When somebody asks you how you are Mm -hmm. and you're going through healing journey, it's really easy to be like, wow, I'm so sick. I have this and I'm always this and I hate this. And you just start naming all of these things. What you want to really make sure that you back it up with is the truth. And you can go, but I'm healed, mm-hmm. but I'm recovering. Yeah. You don't have to not say what you're going through. I would say things like, I am walking through this, or I'm healing from this, or I don't claim any titles. I don't, when people said I had hypothyroidism, and I was being misdiagnosed. I did not claim that. I didn't put it as a really cute hashtag inside of my Instagram bio. Like for me, I did not want to be affiliated with the sickness that the world gives. Mm. We are healing. We wrestle, but it is not who you are. Like it's not, you know, like, hi, I'm Kaylee. I am this. I, it's just, we shouldn't take that as a part of our identity and a part of our worth. It's something that it's just, it happens and we work through. Uh, I don't know if that answered your question. No. Yeah. I think, I think uh, that was beautiful. And I think it was perfect in explaining the connection between what you say about yourself and being able to be honest about what you're walking through. Cause I think that's the, that's the line that I've always had a hard time with. You know, growing up, I was a pastor's daughter. There's this expectation that you need to show up to things and just be, I'm great. Everything's great. I'm great. But then I kind of swung in the opposite extreme Mm -hmm. of, okay, well, I'm just gonna be really honest with you and tell you I'm not great and I'm depressed and I'm sad. And, and there was like a focus and a shift. And it was like the two extremes being able to find a place. And I love what you said about say the truth, say what you're walking through. Don't put it as a title. I, you know, I am not X, Y, Z, but I'm walking through, I'm dealing with, I'm experiencing whatever, but I know that God has already healed me, but I know that God is still good and he's working in this, but I know where are some truths that we can, we can kind of remind ourselves, even in what we're saying, I'm sure you experienced this. There's been so many times I've been saying something to someone else and God's like, do you hear yourself? Like, that is the reminder that, you know, and so Sometimes even in what I'm telling other people that I'm dealing with, let that be an opportunity to remind yourself 
what what is true like you said you know it's not just our feelings feelings can lie to you all day long Mm -hmm. feelings are fickle feelings are not reliable they're not what you can base your life on and so reminding yourself okay yes feelings are, are are real in the sense that you feel them and that's you know that that's true but we have to remind ourselves of actual truth and the goodness of god and the things that we can't see you know and i think that's so powerful i think that's so crucial whether you're healing physically spiritually mentally in any area be willing to be honest and i do think it's important to have a group of people a close circle that you can be really honest with and on the days that you don't necessarily have a cute wrap up or a a truth to end it with they'll do that for you mm-hmm. do you feel like you have that community or the, those kind of people that you go to when you're just really struggling and you don't necessarily have the life-giving words do you have people that you can go to to say here's what i feel now tell me <laughs> you know remind yeah. me of some truth yeah i always tell my friends i'm like i'm not your girl if you want me to tell you how tor- like horrible your husband is like i'm just not that girl because i I cannot, cause I'm going to be looking at you. I'm going to be like, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I have, yeah, we have, I have like one or two really, really close friends that, uh, one, she well, I have a best friend and she just calls me out or she'll just be like, you're healed, Jess. this, this is just something you're going through, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, if I can give any encouragement to anybody else, two things, Find the people, find that person. I don't care if it's one person and maybe you don't even know them. Find somebody that is a middle ground that doesn't, is not a part of a situation that you're hearing or anything. Find the person. But second, social media does not have to be a platform for you to publicly process your pain. Mm -hmm. Like we need to give ourselves space so that nobody else can influence us. Mm -hmm. What happens in our pain is that our pain becomes shifted and molded by all these other opinions. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through the healing journey, I was very careful about not sharing it on Instagram a lot because I didn't want opinions And I didn't want somebody telling me that I was crazy for thinking a certain way or believing for healing or saying, just basically uprooting the seeds I was planting. Mm, And I think that's very important. Well, and I think too, when you're healing and when you're, when you're in a place, really being able to be honest first and foremost with yourself about where you are and recognize, you know, if you have this gaping wound, are you going to expose that? to the world, are you going to really take care of it, protect it, cover it, nurture it, give it what it needs? And I think sometimes people, and I don't pretend to understand what every single person needs, but I do think sometimes in my own life, I have gone on, you know, whether it's on social media or even in a group of friends, and I've kind of exposed a wound too prematurely or in an area that wasn't totally safe or wasn't going to help. And it only made that wound deeper and bigger. You know, I share something and it's like, it's this wound and it's this thing that I'm, I'm wanting, Hey, help me heal it. But if if I like, you know, split my leg open, I'm not going, I mean, I love my chiropractor. I'm not going to my chiropractor to get help. I'm going to a doctor who can give me stitches. You know what I mean? And so I think it's also recognizing that healing process. Who's actually going to be able to help you right now. And if you're going to expose a wound, you need to know you're exposing it for random strangers on the internet that may not help. It may actually hurt. And social media is such a, you know, honestly, I feel like it comes up in almost every conversation that I have with somebody, (laughs) social media, because it's a huge thing. And right now in what we're living through in this pandemic, and and there's a lot of isolation from like actual face-to-face events, 
that's leading to either even more like social media interaction, which is great. You and I connected through social media. A lot of good can come from it. But I think people use it as the end all be all. Do you feel like you have some things in your life when it comes to social media that you kind of like guardrails, boundaries, things that help you keep from comparing, anything in the social media world that helps with healing that you've kind of put in place? Yeah, I usually typically will try to shut my phone off at night and not open it or not turn it on until the morning, Mm -hmm. typically after I've read or journaled a little bit. I try to delete the app at least on Sunday, Mm -hmm. depending on the work, uh, like work week or what's going on. Or if I was really on it that much that week, like if I was on it a lot more than I should have that week, then I'll for sure shut it down, like delete the app on Mm -hmm. Saturday. Uh, but if I really wasn't on it that much and I kind of had a really good, like, I want to say relationship with it, but you know, like it wasn't, I, it just all depends kind of on the flow, but I do really try to take all the time I can away. And as far as like day-to-day posting, commenting, I, when somebody disagrees with me, I typically try to just be kind back to them and give them a perspective, or I just don't give them an answer at all because it's just Mm -hmm. the sense of giving an answer. And I think that protecting your energy is important. You're not going to get to every message in the Instagram. You're not going to, you know, be able to do all those things. And as like, for me, I love to do lists. I love seeing a zero inbox email. Uh, Those can Mm -hmm. be hard. You know, yeah. knowing where you start to lose it is like you said, it's just being aware who are you following? And I'm not saying like unfollow everybody, but if a doctrine is a little bit different than yours and you keep feeling like yourself is, is pulling, you need to get rooted in your doctrine of what you believe Christ to be so mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you're constantly being tossed to and fro. Mm, and yeah. I think that that is super important and it's scripture. It's very, it's in scripture talking about the seeds that are planted and not being tossed to and fro by the wind and every doctrine that comes along. And I think it's important to know where you're rooted in and you can tell if the phone is too connected to you, if you have a hard time not picking it up or you're thinking about it a lot. And those are where you begin to step in and create, like, what do I need to do? Mm. Uh, to create that separation and distance. Cause I run my business on Instagram and social media mm-hmm. and Facebook right. and email, uh, since I work from home and, and I have to definitely have more structure. Well, and I think too, what you talked about with like, you know, who are you letting speak into your life? Who are you letting when you talked about not kind of being tossed by the winds, like in this season, just this year alone, there's so many different voices. And I feel like there's so much division in the world. And what I've had to come to terms with is, one, it's okay if we disagree, and and we need to be able to be kind in our disagreement. There are people that I'm connected with that we think totally different things. Now, like you said, if it starts making me feel distracted or, you know, pulled in one direction or another, then we can absolutely step back or, or, or address that. But I think being able to know that we can disagree, but then also knowing what you believe. And it may be that someone needs to take some time away from the world to figure out what do I personally think? Do you feel like um, as you grew and as you kind of got out on your own, do you feel like you were able to kind of establish, okay, here is what I believe. Here's what I think. Like, was that something that maybe happened earlier or later in your healing process when you decided, here's what I believe to be true about God. Here's what I believe to be true about who I am in him. Like, where was, when was that established in the healing process? 
I, you know, I, it comes all the time with layers for me. And that's why you get new revelations. Every time you read the same scripture, it's because Mm -hmm. maturity and growth, you're going beyond the foundational principles that, you know, Jesus loves me this, I know, and he died for my sins. And it's just that for me, it came with every process when it was the emotional healing I had a spiritual father who helped me through so much and we still talk and everything, but it was like this five-year period of my life that we were just head on emotional, all emotional work. And then what happens is I worked on that emotional work, got married, and then then the physical came. Mm. And it was almost as though when your physical, when your emotional gets kind of worked out, then your, your physical is like, okay, we can focus now. Right. Cause your body's always surviving and it's always protecting you. And a lot of women are like, my body's against me. And da, 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 da. it's like, uh-huh. no, everybody's trying to help you and, and, uh-huh. and work with you. It's never against you. Your, your God never made your body to be against you. Mm-hmm. If he was for you and dwells in you, he can never be, your body's never against you. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk through that healing journey of physical. And that came with new revelation of, wow, I was believing this and this is the truth. And it comes with different teachings, reading the Bible myself. And really it it all comes into that separation of social media, any other voice, any other sermon, any other podcast. And what, what am I actually learning about? You know, like, like, I need to know what I believe, not what somebody else believes. And I've questioned sometimes, I'm like, is that what I believe though? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I believe about this? Because it's really easy for us to think that this was our idea when we constantly scroll Instagram or we're like, yep, I believe that. But you're like, but what do I really believe? So true. Yeah. And I think, I think remembering too, that it's a relationship, right? Like God wants to have a relationship with me. And so I may be in a different place in my relationship with God. I may be, he may be saying, calling me to do something totally different, but if I'm trying to fit the mold of somebody else, then it's not my own personal relationship. That's not, you know, that's not, it it, it becomes less of God and I, and more me trying to filter it through somebody else to get to God. And that's not the way he designed it. That's not the point of being able to have a personal relationship with your savior. You know, the whole point is that we can have that intimate relationship. I love what you're describing and what came to mind when you were talking about this healing process and all the layers is the idea of running a race. And I know that fitness and health is so important to you. And I've, I've had the opportunity to run a few different races. The most was that was a 10 K I cut it off after that. I just don't love running that much after 10 K. I was like, I (laughs) I some triathlons. I'm like, okay, I can do like different things, but just running for that long. No, thank Um, but I'm with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of running a race. And I think about, you know, the way that scripture talks about this life as a race, you're never going to be done until you get to heaven. And I think that's something that's so important to remember in the healing process is it's not like you're going to have arrived and never have to work through anything ever again in my own life. And you can tell me if you agree with this, disagree what you think in my own life, there's been times when I've gotten so discouraged because I feel like I've kind of come to the other side of something or I've I've healed in a way and there'll kind of be this attack and everything's brought back up to the surface and it feels like, man, I should just be over this quote unquote already, or I should just be past this. But I think what I've realized is there's this journey in this race to be run and every single time something comes back up, it is something that needs to be addressed and something that needs to be taken care of. And like I talked about, like that wound that we need to address, but it doesn't mean that we've not already done 
good work or that we've not already run our race well. It just means this is another layer in the process. Would you agree with that? Where do you feel like when things come back up, what do you do? I think for me, I, I love the idea of fresh revelation. And I keep saying that because I feel like the Lord is always peeling back curtains, the ones that we're ready for and willing for. A lot of us will pray for healing and pray for deliverance, which they're great things. But if we don't initiate that, the curtain's never going to open. It's not going to open the curtain for you per se, because we have our own free will. Like he's a gentleman. So he's not just going to like barge up in your room and just start like opening things and throwing things out of the drawers. If I'm referencing kind of like your mind, he's not just going to go in and start, you know, disrupting and just bringing all this stuff to your attention. So you have to deal with it right now. He's really this kind father that is, Hey, we're going to go here. No. Okay. Okay. I told you the the thing that's great is that he's in that constant pursuit. So he's going to use people. He'll use songs he'll use to bring it to your attention, but will you be willing to go there with him? And Mm -hmm. and that's what's important. Therefore, every time I experience a new encounter with my family or a physical, it's just a new revelation for me. And that honestly, it's the maturity Mm -hmm. with every fresh revelation, with every step of growth. You only can handle that that much more better. When Mm. you start to deal with confrontation, guess what? You can confront people a lot easier. Mm. But a lot of the times we believe this lie that we need confidence and I need to have all these things. But actually the thing that you keep putting off is the thing that you're going to grow from only if you keep doing it. I mean, I was a, I hated confrontation growing up. I would say anything for anybody so that I didn't have to fight with them, that we didn't have to disagree because I saw my parents always fighting. And I did not want to, I didn't want to experience that. But now I'm a very assertive person that my husband has to like take the fish (laughs) and kind of reel me in. Because if you're not used to an assertive person, it can come off very aggressive. Mm. And so there's a line of assertive and aggressive versus passive aggressive, you know, all the different ways that we communicate. But now I'm kind of like, Hey, um, are you mad at me? Are you saying what's going let's on? Talk about like, let's talk I'm about it. I'm very, yeah, like, let's talk about it. And I think that's so incredibly inspiring to see that kind of journey described where you didn't start out that way. I think a lot of people assume if someone's assertive or de- can deal with confrontation that they've always been that way. And I think this is a great reminder to people. Even if you would say right now, I'm not super confrontational, I'm not super assertive, that doesn't mean that you can't become, when necessary, ready to take on confrontation or that doesn't mean you can't become more assertive. And so that's beautiful. I love that. Is there anything else that you want the audience to hear from you? I mean, you've, this has been like slam packed with just goodness and wonderful truth bombs. Anything else though? Yeah. I just kind of end it with this idea that it's really huge is offense. And we have to be willing to address our hearts with offense and stop making it about us all the time. Yes. When really it could be that it's that person and they're in pain mm-hmm. and they just need us to, to listen or, you know, we, we internalize everything that happens and we make it about us. Everybody's attacking us. Everybody hates us. Why doesn't anybody do this for us? It's like this us, us, me, 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 me. And I really like, there are still times where offense comes for me. Trust me. It is mm-hmm. one thing that is super hard. 
But if somebody just wants to talk to you or express, hey, like this really upset me, we don't have the right to be offensive. Like we don't get mm-hmm. to hold that offense because Jesus took it on the cross, right? Yeah. And we, if somebody's genuinely coming to us, I mean, there's so many layers to this, of course, but we have to be willing with a humble heart to listen to what they're saying because that causes growth. And, and really if you're close is when the growth happens. If you don't have any right to speak into their life or to say things, please don't. Mm-hmm. Don't so just go true. up to them because you think you have a right and you're just going to tell them what's up. No, no, no. You have to have permission first to speak into their life. And, and that's really important. I absolutely love the idea of being really intentional and careful with who we're speaking, who we're trying to speak to. And I think it is so wise to look at, do I have a relationship with them? Do I have, do I have the relational equity is a term I've heard used a lot where I can say, Hey, I want to talk to you about this because we have the relationship, you know, my heart, that is such an important thing to remember. And I just think there's so much truth in this whole episode when it comes to healing and when it comes to the different layers of that. And I'm so thankful for the light that you are. I would love to just take a second and share some things that I love about you. I know that we don't know each other super well. We've connected through social media and I've gotten to check out all of your amazing resources, which like I said, we'll make sure to link in the bio of this um, episode. But I just so, so appreciate the way that you seek to help and connect with people that you're not afraid to put yourself out there. You shot me a message and wanted to connect. And I felt like, you know, I'm this little fish in a huge ocean of podcasters and you're reaching out to me wanting to help and wanting to connect. And that meant so much to me. And I feel like the way that you're able to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and you, the way you seek to let your story and your pain and your past help other people and bring so much hope You are such a light in this community. And when I think about that analogy of, you know, running the race well, I feel like you're that person that's not only running the race, eyes fixed on Jesus as best as you can, but you're the person who's also helping pick people up along the way. Like you're running your race and then the people who have fallen and busted their knee, you're that person that's going to link arms with them and say, hey, come on, I got you. Let's run together. I want to help you. I want to point you to Jesus. I want to remind you why you're running. I want to remind you that you can do this. And you're just such a resource. And I'm so incredibly thankful. You are running your race so well, and you're creating a space for honesty. You're allowing people to feel like they can be honest about their emotions, but let's not end there. Let's not stop with just how we feel, be honest about it. And then you're giving them tools on how to live their best life. And I love that. You embody life-giving words and the impact they make so very well. And I'm so incredibly thankful for your time. I'm thankful that you're willing to join me in this space. I'm so excited for my audience to hear from you. And you are just incredibly precious to me. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Kelly. That was so sweet. I cannot wait for this episode to be live for everyone to hear. And I appreciate you, girl. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that this conversation between Kaylee and Jessica was encouraging, was enlightening. We love seeing all the reviews uh, on the podcast. In fact, Tim Zilla said everything, everything about this podcast is lovely. From Kaylee's calm and soothing voice to her life-giving, encouraging words, to the sense of peace I feel after listening and meditating on her messages every week. I look forward to it every Thursday, and I'm so blessed and inspired. Hey, listen, we love you guys. Thanks again for listening to today's episode.